0: Hi, this is John Cena Sr., and you're listening to Twat Magic on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Bitch, pound it and drown the kiss. Blah. With the
1: wrist slit, listen to the sound of piss. The piss listener. Oh. I'm quick to stick fists in her. I'll build bricks and sticks to kill Nicola. Oh. Still ripping your knickers, the real blister. We're giving your meal tickets to visit, the still still ticking you. Yeah. And I'm a dickhead certified. Oh. Dirty dice, turning life into pimp sex world oh. at night. Your pussy looking like a bacon and cheese rat. I'm oh. making a bean cut clap naked to please that terminate a penetrate, till your knees snap feed that a meat stack of beef pean back is that too much what magic
0: yay
1: <laughs> we're a day late in a dildo short but we're here yes we um, are. I'm Troy. That's Lisa. Hey. Welcome to Twaddle Magic. So, so. we're we're back for another exciting Twat Magic episode. We that's have exciting. yes, we have the finale of Twaddle Bella's. Um, so I I realized that with uh, with Twaddle going away, and with us only having the podcast um and we're we're vastly approaching the end of this monstrosity that is this book We're we're gonna either our episodes are gonna start being 20 minutes or, or we're gonna have to figure yeah. something else out
0: we're gonna go back old school baby
1: yeah and it's a it's a little a little odd so
0: i tell you i started to wet my pants thinking about it
1: mm, hot <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be an interesting day for, for our listeners because you're gonna get a triple dose of rundown content straight in your cooter. Uh because yeah, we are going to have the NXT rundown, the AW rundown, and Tot Magic all on the same night here. Uh not a normal thing. Uh we, we just weren't feeling it yesterday and we wanna be able to bring you fans, listeners, the best possible episodes we can. So we pretty
0: much wanted to jam it all down your throat. Yeah, <laughs> we wanted to do.
1: Yeah, I would. I would suggest uh, making what I would like to call a twat sandwich by having listening to NXT first, then twat magic, then AEW That's a good idea.
0: Yeah,
1: because you wanna you wanna make sure that you got a got a good strong start to the day with a, with a foundation of twatness. Then then you have us in the middle as your little little twat reprieve. And then you you have Uh, King and uh, Jester Twat as like your your top to the sandwich there. Yeah. So that's at least what uh, what I would do, uh, or or will be doing actually on Friday here while I'm listening to our shows uh, between you know pretending to work, I should say. (laughs) Right. So it has been a long week, and it just continues to be uh, be uh, a relentless thrusting of a cock straight into your ass because it's just... Yeah.
0: How was your week, Troy?
1: Oh, you know, it it was fan-fucking-tastic. Um, again, I had another Wednesday that I had to mm, double up mm, mm, on the twats um, because I was not able to uh, do it on, th- on Tuesday. We've been, we've been... Now that the facility that I work at has been uh, reclassified as the um, the corporate facility, I should say. Uh, we are now getting audited every quarter. Perfect. And that is really fucking annoying right now, um, uh, especially because they're doing it remotely. So we literally have to scan in everything and send it send it off to them for them to look over. Now, mind you, it means that we can look over things and fix things before we send to them because <laughs> they're not physically there to see it. But the other issue is is that corporate decided that they no longer wanted any of our um, <laughs> they didn't want any of our printers to be networked anymore. So we actually can't like scan to our computers. We have to scan to a USB drive, then remove that USB drive and put it into our computer and take everything off of that. Really fucking annoying. And perfect timing with this whole thing. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 been a blast. So that
0: sounds like a good time.
1: Uh, you know, you know. But uh, um, you are. Uh, have you now gotten both of your? Your Moderna shots, or are you still waiting on the other one?
0: Um, I actually got the Pfizer one.
1: Oh, um, Pfizer, and sorry. I
0: get my second one next Tuesday, nice. so I'll be right on schedule to fill, like shit, on Wednesday, just <laughs> in time for Twilight Magic.
1: So how? Uh, so the first one you said was was relatively easy, right? Yeah, that like was
0: easy. My arm just hurt, um, yeah, yeah. but so far everyone that has had it um in my office has felt like shit Mm -hmm. um the doctor that i work for so far has felt the worst uh she had a fever and really really feels like she still feels like crap and she got it on tuesday Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or monday monday she got it and she still feels like crap she had a fever um last night the point where i'm like are you sure you don't have covid like oh, man. she was so bad yesterday in her office she had her coat on and the heater and it was it was questionable but she was feeling a little better today so i'm not looking forward to that one
1: sounds like a lot of fun now are you worried at all that the company that makes dick pills is the one that made the uh the vaccine
0: why oh, are you jealous that my boner is going to be bigger than yours?
1: I mean, uh, you know, I mean that's nothing new. So,
0: you know, I I was back and forth when I when I didn't know if I actually wanted to get it or not because of the long term effects. But you know, I decided that I was going to get it just to keep Jason and Jackson safe. Sure. Um, and that's the really the only reason why I got it was to keep other people safe and not really so much myself, but just other people. Um, and that's why I decided to get it, and hmm. so whatever you know, anything happens, they have my life insurance. So
1: there you go, there you, you go. Know. Yeah, it <laughs> means it means I'll have to end the show because I ain't doing it myself. But
0: well, you, know,
1: you know, at least your family will be taken care of because it'll be their fault.
0: Jackson will help you out.
1: There we go. Yeah, right, he
0: doesn't. He doesn't listen to the podcast, but he does watch Total Bellas.
1: So. Well, he's we'll have to get him to start listening to the podcast i mean he listens to our podcast so he knows how he to listen to podcasts
0: yeah so he'll be fine All right. he'll be older next year too so
1: so yeah so him saying twat you're not gonna like haunt him from beyond the grave and be like <laughs> stop saying <twat." laughs>
0: no he'll be older by the time that happens
1: you there know. you go yo
0: yeah
1: so it's the season finale
0: Mm-hmm.
1: From Vagina to Winegina. Yes. 432,000 for the finale, which was the highest rated uh, episode this season, but still down from last year. We is in Los Angeles and we see the twats on a plane. Bree takes her mask off to talk while a ton of people are leaving the plane.
0: And do you want to fill the listeners in on you know what they're holding in their hands well they also crowded have a plane <laughs> as people are walking by during a pandemic
1: well they have their babies with them without protecting they them their,
0: they have their babies
1: yeah there's no there's no mask on the on the babies um which at this point like they are small enough that they wouldn't have a problem with you putting something on you know like a little mask on them just make sure that you're not smothering them uh but also just fucking drive <laughs> like don't play take a plane or if you're going to take a plane like charter a private plane so you don't have a bunch of fucking random people walking past you that potentially have covid
0: like nikki didn't even have to be on the plane because Bree was flying to napa like she was walking her onto the plane to say goodbye like say goodbye in the fucking airport don't subject your kid to all the germs and don't be stupid.
1: So they, they took a, a plane from Los Angeles to Napa Valley, correct? Yeah. So, okay. Let me, let me go ahead and, and, and figure out here. Um, so Napa Valley, California, which I know is not actually there. Uh, where they live. They live kind of on the outskirts, whatever that. Let's see. It is a six-hour car ride from Napa Valley to Los Angeles, which I understand sucks when you have a fucking kid or like that, but yeah. It is an hour and 30-minute plane ride from uh, Charles M. Schultz airport to los angeles or vice versa sorry los angeles international airport to charles m schultz sonoma county airport yeah you took a plane i don't think
0: the kid would sleep the whole time
1: the kid would definitely sleep the whole time plus you have a camera crew and somebody was mo- would most likely have been willing to drive you that way so you could have sat in back with your fucking kid you know to m- just to make sure and you could take a couple of stops but no instead let's let's hop on a fucking incubation chamber and fly because that's you know
0: yeah. now how long is it to drive from phoenix to los angeles because they were going to do that were they not
1: uh she was definitely going to uh nikki was because that was one of the things that uh, yeah she was gonna go so let me see uh Phoenix, Arizona I mean,
0: because it's not like Bree was moving all of her shit with her on this plane
1: right uh, so that is nope, that's plane ride alright, there we go, driving, that was 5 hours and 55 minutes, so just under what they would have to do to go from Los Angeles to uh, yeah so, didn't have a problem with that but apparently crossed on the 6 hour mark that's not so good like, I get driving is boring, I hate driving, but, like, fuck, dude. <laughs> I would I would easily do it to make sure that my kid doesn't get fucking COVID, considering that their little bodies can't take that shit, and that'll kill them.
0: I bet it's because she had that little blonde Satan with her. Yeah. <sighs> and Nick- she didn't want to listen to her. Are we there yet? Are we mm-hmm. there yet? I have to go to the bathroom.
1: Well, Nikki is at Artem's house, you know, where they could continue to live instead of moving six hours north. I'm sorry. Uh, Nikki says she tried to do a date with Artem, but she decided to instead be a cunt to him. Yes. And also, she didn't talk to him about any issues that they're dealing with. Nope, not a one. There's, there are uh, so like here, here's the thing, like. That this chick is like a, a rom-com fan, right? She, she's said that before, that she watches those shitty movies, right? Mm-hmm. How many fucking rom-coms have deal, dealt with, like, the... Because, you know, every rom-com has a thing where, like, they beat, everything's good, and they have that, like, one fight, and then they get back together at the end of it? Because it's all formulaic. Like, how many of those one fights have been because somebody didn't want to talk about their feelings on something, or, or it wasn't the right time to talk, but, like... <sighs> She knows that she should be fucking talking about these issues with her, you know, guy she's going to marry.
0: Well, haven't they have had this discussion before?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. They definitely have, but apparently, uh, she doesn't feel like he acted appropriately or. Well, the, this is the other thing, too, is like she. she will oversell it to everybody except for him she will undersell her issues with him and she's got this whole thing where it's like oh she doesn't want like like that's the person that you you should be able to talk with and and feel comfortable enough to like show what what's really going on like this bitch complains about fucking everything and it's a shock to me that like she's not taking the opportunity to you know i was i was surprised at the end of this episode that well, obviously, we also knew that it didn't happen. But I was surprised that she didn't force him to quit the show. Honestly, mm-hmm. seriously. Daniel was with Daniel is with Bree. Well, my notes say Bree and Bree, but I'm going to say, I assume that's Bree and Birdie. <laughs> um, and Bree says they should try to get Mama Cunt and JJ and probably Papa Twat as well to move to Napa Valley. No. Dan, Daniel says. Why
0: does the whole family have to be there? <sighs>
1: Yeah, and we're, we'll we'll get into it in a second here uh, on what on Brian's thoughts on this are. But Daniel says, "Hey, they should try to get his mother and sister out here too, <laughs> just to like show how ridiculous that she sounds." Uh, but. In Brian's little talking dipshit, he says, this is typical behavior. The twats aren't content in where they they are, so they move. And then they're not happy that they moved away from their family, so then they force the family to uproot just so they can be around themselves. Mm -hmm. And Bree says, oh, I'm a people pleaser. And Brian says, no, you fucking idiot. You're not a people pleaser. You're trying to please yourself. Because if she was a people pleaser, one, she wouldn't have up and left two, if she would have left, she would have just been content with them to to stay where they want. Instead, it's like, oh, I'm going to keep fucking badgering the family until they break down and move.
0: Right, because she wanted to go to Phoenix because mm-hmm. they were living in San Diego before that, and she wanted to move to Phoenix yeah. from there.
1: Yep. Bree claims that Brian's job is to agree with her and not have any thoughts for himself.
0: So just shut the fuck up and do what I tell you to do.
1: Yep. Yeah, and he's like, you have vastly overestimated, like, the amount of shit I'm willing to eat. (laughs) Mm. Like, it ain't happening. Artem arrives at his home. Nikki says, it's hard to do things on her own. (laughs) Oh. She says she doesn't have anyone in L.A. And Artem's like, you got me. Ain't that enough? Nikki then thinks that she is a prisoner in the house because she doesn't have her family here.
0: Now, excuse me for a second. Didn't she live in L.A.? Like, didn't she live in L.A.?
1: Yeah. in uh, like,
0: before she started dating Artem? Mm-hmm. Like, she was living there before she even moved in with John?
1: Yes. Yeah. And, uh, like, we, she
0: had a place there, and, like, so shouldn't she have friends there? And and people no. that she knows?
1: You, well, yeah, you would think so. But I'm sure she's... I, I, can't, I can't visit them because they say that they don't want to get COVID. You know, I'm sure is what it is. Uh, but also, yeah, like, she's acting like she's never been apart from her sister, but we're reading in the book where they're living in two different fucking cities. You know? Yeah. Because... Nikki is in LA and Bree is in law in Las Vegas for a good part of the a good portion of what we read last week.
0: Yes. Yeah. Come on. Aren't aren't the Mazanans? weren't they, aren't they in LA?
1: There are plenty of people that live in LA that she could, could talk to and hang out with. She's just being dramatic, but they're not her family is what it is. Uh, Artem says her her trying to leave for eight weeks is complete bullshit, and he's like, Ag- agreed. yeah, agreed. Oh yeah, because because that was her plan was that she wanted to take
0: the baby and go. Take
1: take the baby and go. Whereas like, well, Artem is able to be home most nights because they are doing Dancing with the Stars in L.A. Yeah, and that's the whole thing is he can go home and 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 be there for her, take care of the kids. So again, with her continuing to be like, oh, it's so hard. I'm doing this all myself. She's not. She's just doing it by herself for a good part of the day, which even that, she's got a nanny. It's because we hear about it quite a bit. Oh,
0: does she? Does she?
1: Oh, quite a bit does in this episode, she? yeah. There.
0: Does she have a nanny, though? Because she... Does she, though?
1: This is the only time you see these kids in the entire episode, because the rest of the episode, they are not there. <laughs> yeah. But she's like, well, maybe... Well, what if I just leave for, like, a few weeks? It's like... Yeah. Exactly. It's like, you can't you can't go two months without seeing your family. Like, that's how fucking about any he, and, and he's not even asking for that. Because he even said, like, well you can go away for, like, a weekend or something like that, you know? Yeah. Just, like, eight weeks and he's done with the show. And then he's home. He's got nothing else to do, you know?
0: It's like he's going to work and coming home at the end of the day. Like any other husband or yeah. fiancé would do. Yeah. In, like, regular people world like you do with your wife you go to work and you come home and you help take care of your your children Jason obviously he works from he works from home now but I leave the home and I go to work and I come home and help take care of you know my child Mm -hmm. and it's like a team effort that's what he wants to do he wants to help her yep because she's I'm doing all by myself Mm -hmm. and and that's what he wants to do, but she's like, no, I'm just going to pick up my shit, whine, and cry about it with my sister, and say, you're not helping me.
1: Yeah. Back in Bree and Brian's house, and Nikki arrives. Uh, did you happen to notice what Nikki is not carrying?
0: Um, did you happen to catch um, where Nikki told Bree that Mateo was?
1: Oh, well, he's at the hotel with the nanny. <laughs>
0: with the nanny.
1: Yeah. So, again, completely alone. Nobody there to help her. Nobody. Um, so, of course, she decides to take the time to drink. Now, my question is, she, she when she arrives here, she says, I got to be quick because I left Mateo at the hotel with the nanny. What part of what follows here is quick? They are gone for hours.
0: Oh, you mean the wine tasting?
1: Yes, they are gone for hours.
0: Like the drinking,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the open house.
1: That's the thing. She, like all day. She, she leaves her kid with a nanny, which I understand that's what she hired her for. But she made it sound like it was just, I'm leaving you with, with the kid for, you know, with, with her a little bit and I'll be back. And instead, this turns into, like, an entire day of that she shows up back home fucking hammered. Like, yeah. that's what's going on right now. But she's so depressed. Uh, she
0: just wants to sleep. That's all she wants to do is sleep. Sleep, sleep, you sleep. You
1: have a nanny there, and instead of sleeping, you go out day drinking with your sister. Mm-hmm. Again, if I'm tired, I'm gonna go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to then just, like, suddenly drop plans because it doesn't seem like there was any plans here this was just like a hey i'm here hey let's go get fucking jj
0: yeah
1: yeah so nikki says like Bree, she has a newborn so her but hers is teething so this is so much worse have we've discussed before that mateo's not teething during this right she keeps saying that he's not teething yeah
0: there's yeah. no way
1: no he's like eight weeks he he is he is like eight weeks at this point there is no child that has fucking started teething after after no. a couple of weeks and again no. like even just the fact to be like for for her to to say it that way too like he's teething it's like oh so that makes it like so much worse like brie, brie is not going through anything that you're going through because your kid is a a little crabby at night like So they bring JJ out to Napa and still no sign of the babies. Uh, they argue over if Mama Kund is a Phoenix girl or a Cali girl. And of course, JJ's like, Yeah, I'm not fucking moving. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki gets a call from Artem and tells him that she hasn't seen the new house yet. And she says that she does not want Artem to say, I told you so if the house is mm-hmm. shitty. Well, you know, you made this bed, go Jill off in it because, right? Like, you turned around, and again, remind mind you, they they have cut out the part that these two had a conversation, or they were not able to film it because he had an entrap it, where the two of them had a conversation and said, in eight weeks, when I am done with this joke of a show, we will go house hunting together and buy a house. She mm-hmm. she has. She has Completely decided to say fuck that and shopped online for a house, which people don't do because you have. I think had, that's
0: what Brie did for her house because when she went, it was the first mm-hmm. time she saw her house.
1: Yes, she did, and like and and as we've seen with nikki like this is exactly what happens when you try to shop online is that
0: you know what it was great
1: oh yeah well we'll get there um but yeah like there's you just don't take pictures of like the holes in the walls or like the fucking you know you 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 take the things in good light and stuff like that and again like we talked about last week you don't know what the neighborhood's like either like you know is the kid next door fucking lighting off bottle rockets all day like you don't know yeah so yeah, that was the thing is and again, like JJ is even like the first thing I would have done once I got here was to go look at the fucking house I bought.
0: And she's supposed to have her realtor's license, like you would think she would know that.
1: Right. They proceed to drive up to a massive mansion. So now again, the the woman that said on the podcast a month ago she didn't want people to know where she lived turns around and shows everybody what her house looks like. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, personally, I think the house looks nice. But Nikki says the house is fugly. And JJ says it's fugly as well. So Nikki starts making a bunch of remodeling plans.
0: Yeah, the house is ginormous. Yeah. Right? Right. I mean, they're like, yeah, okay, the carpets need to be replaced.
1: Right. Which, again, like, they have time before they really move into it or like that yeah. and I get that that's fine but they continue to insult this giant fucking home which There's is like
0: nothing wrong with it
1: there there are three of them that live there and counting the fucking windows on the front it was like well this place has like fucking four or five ba- five bedrooms to it you know and yeah the place is massive like they keep going around and being like oh this, this part is small like oh you're it's like well yeah because when you're moving from a mansion to a mansion like then yeah then of course like sometimes there's going to be things that are smaller but that's what happens when you buy a house online without fucking walking around it is you don't have good depth perception on pictures
0: well stupid you have a you're you built your dream home so you said Mm -hmm. and you bought something online you're not going to get exactly what you want because you didn't build what you wanted yep you're buying somebody else's home
1: right exactly then they try to get Jada to drink of nikki's breast milk
0: they're disgusting so they're absolutely fucking disgusting and he's and then they try to sneak it
1: yeah so nikki dumps some milk into a wine glass which is like how did you think that that was going to look when you did that and they try to get Jada to drink it and he's just like, yeah, I'm not fucking drinking that. I can clearly see that it it doesn't look right. And Nikki and Bree both drink it, which is like, Bree is. Look, look. Drinking your own breast milk, whatever it came from your body. You want to fucking drink your own cum or stuff like that. That's fine. Like, do what you got to do. Drinking your sister's breast milk is weird. And I know that like. There, there are people that will, like, cook with breast milk and stuff like that. But it's just weird that it comes from your sibling, you know? Like, I, you, you know what I mean? I, it's a weird thing to say, but, like, if, it, if it's coming from someone else, and, like, like, I know there are people out there that, that get off on getting it from the source and stuff like that like but that's not but you're not sucking your sister's titty to do that like you know it's a stranger or it's it's your loved one or or it's your significant other like that and i'm not gonna yuck anyone's yum that's fine my issue is is the ancestral nature of drinking a siblings anything that comes out of their body (laughs) you know if you're drinking their piss if you're drinking their breast milk eating their shit whatever you're fucking doing that's gross if it's your sibling you know to be honest i hear you yeah, and Nikki says that she's just going to suck her own tits at night now.
0: That's what it's come to.
1: I bet you didn't know what uh, when you uh, when you woke up Wednesday that you were going to have to talk about sucking titties, did you?
0: No, no, I did not.
1: <sighs> Bree starts pumping in the car while they're on their way to the house to a house that would be perfect for Mama Cunt again. The number of times that this dude has seen both of his sister's tits is staggering to me. She just like, "Blip."
0: Yeah, he's probably so used to it by now, it probably doesn't even face him anymore.
1: Yeah, just it's just weird. Like, so so yeah, so they roll up to this house, and it's like, well, I don't believe that she said she was in the market for a house. No. But at this time, these... But at this point, these two are fucking drunk off their asses. Oh. 100.
0: hmm 100.
1: Which is exactly... Shut up. Which <laughs> is is exactly why they are pumping, is because they're just pumping it and then fucking probably dumping it on the street, or they're drinking it again. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. But they, they FaceTime Mama Cunt so they can try to pressure her into moving to L.A. And, of course, the, the Mama Cunt is just like... What the fuck did did I do? What did I do?
0: Why no. didn't I?
1: Yeah. Why
0: didn't I do it? Why mm-hmm. didn't I go to the clinic?
1: Yeah. Uh, Bree then slaps Nikki in the titty, and JJ tells them that they're in some random person's house, and they need to control themselves. Yeah. Yeah. But they are so alone, getting drunk, not taking care of any of their children all day.
0: Yes. Not yeah. being st- stuck with their children.
1: Yes. They are day drinking in a random person's house, but they're so alone. <sighs> Nick and Bree take a walk through a vineyard to discuss how Nikki is not talking to Artem about anything.
0: Where are their children?
1: Hmm, good question. <laughs> Cause at this point they're not Maybe drunk.
0: They're in the basket.
1: Ooh, there, you, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, at this point they're not drunk anymore, so it's it's a different day. Or it's you know, later in the day, and they've sobered up a bit. Either way, they are con- they are still not with with their kids. And again, Bree's got two of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nikki says she pushed Artem to get a job, and now she hates him for taking the job. Mm. Oh, you know. Uh, so. I after, really hate her. I really hate her. It's it's so selfish, and it's honestly like you hear this kind of stuff and it's like like, so you do understand what you did you just are choosing to continue to act like a child about it
0: like I wish I could bring Jason in for this for this just this episode to talk about the show and Mm -hmm. Cora Bellas because he had a lot to say during this episode he was very vocal and had a lot to say about Nikki during this
1: should should you you should text him and be like hey um pause nxt right now
0: (laughs) come on
1: come down here
0: like we should like call them and bust into their pod into their right
1: there you go (laughs) it'll be a crossover nobody expected
0: exactly exactly and have him come down and give his thoughts yeah yeah
1: Bree, yeah yeah so Bree calls artem to tell him that nikki has postpartum depression uh, she pretends that this will somehow not get back to Nikki. That <laughs> she went behind behind her back. How do you think this is going to go?
0: Badly, very like, fucking badly.
1: Did you expect Artem to like pretend like 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 you spoiled his surprise birthday party and he has to act shocked when everyone's there? Like if right. she if she ever gets around to telling him that she has depression, he's going to be like, oh no, really? <laughs> Like, of course he's good. Like, he loves her. Of course he's going to turn around and fucking, and now he's going to talk to her. And where do you think that yeah. Nikki's going to think that information came from? She's
0: going to know.
1: Yeah. So it's just so stupid. And, like, again, when once she started calling Artem, I was like, yeah, that's, that's a, I know she's a habitual line stepper, but that's stepping up in line. Like, oh, totally. let's let nikki fuck her own relationship up don't jump in and and try to think that you're helping by by pushing her to talk about it like she continues to say that like she doesn't want to distract artem because he's in a reality show competition Mm -hmm. and to to
0: jealous of that too
1: yeah well that's another thing too um but uh, that I I do kind of understand where she's coming from with like the I don't want her to want to burden him right now because he's got so much else going on like there is part of that I understand it's not healthy either way to do that because your partner is going to be there for you no matter what or should be there for you no matter what and you know they will divert their attention and, and letting it sit and fester isn't going to help anything you know no from experience on that but, yeah, like, you, all you have to do, like, like how many times have the, these two interacted now, like Nikki and Artem? Like, he comes home on his days off or like that or on his nights off, and, like, you can sit there and tell him that. Like, you know, if you want to plan it out where he's going to have off the next day so that way you can kind of work things out, then that's fine. But, yeah. So Artem texts Nikki, and he says, I can quit Dancing with the Stars if you want me to.
0: <laughs> subtle. That's very subtle.
1: Which, like, yeah, Artem is not very subtle at all. And no, I mean he, there, there, there definitely is just, just like, he is somebody that doesn't fuck around on things. He's just like, oh. okay, like, if I'm gonna quit, I'll quit. And it's, and I
0: like that about him. He's very like, he just wants to be very honest and mm-hmm. approach the issue. Like, he doesn't mess around, and I like that about him.
1: Well, the other thing, too, is there's no malice in that text. Yeah. Whereas Nikki would have malice in it. Where it'd be oh, like, totally. oh, if you want me to quit, I'll quit. No, no, he's actually saying like, I'm giving you an opportunity now. If you need me there, tell me and i will drop everything and come to you because you're more important you know now she might not take it that way because she's a bitch but she
0: would never do that for him ever
1: no no if if she if she because she keeps talking about this fucking comeback because they want to win the tag team championship stuff like that
0: we'll have plenty of time troy
1: yeah And, and it's like if if he fucking turned around and like like broke his spine or something like that in a fucking uh like rope swing accident or something like that she'd be like i'm still on tour so you're just gonna have to deal with it while i while i finish because we're we're gonna win the titles at uh fast lane so we we need to be there for this i can't help you right now artem
0: yeah she'd ask mateo's nanny to take care of him too right
1: yeah yeah Bree says, "Well, he may be responding to a phone call I had with him earlier." Like, this is not how intelligent people handle their business. <laughs> it's not.
0: Absolutely not.
1: And the way that she did it was just like, "Well, maybe." I mean, it's a it's a stretch. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm stretching here. I'm like I'm just saying like there there might be a chance. That, it's like, just fucking come out and say it. Just be like, well, oh, I told him all your shit. Deal yeah. with it, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. So Nikki bitches at Brie about her doing what she was afraid to do again. Like, yes, they're both in the wrong here. Like, yeah, Brie did a shitty thing. But also, Nikki needs to have a fucking adult conversation, which she doesn't seem to be able to do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What Jason tells me all the time, stop being passive-aggressive and just tell me.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. Like, Nikki may be right that it's her relationship and she can, she can, and she can handle her shit on her own, but she wasn't handling her relationship. And not to mention the fact that the way that she talks, it always sounds like she's pleading for help.
0: Now, do you think she actually had postpartum depression, or do you think she was just being a whiny bitch? Uh,
1: I think that the it's probably little column A, little column B. I I do think there is that that I mean postpartum depression is is because a real it thing. it wasn't right? all
0: her 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 her. It was like all about Mateo. Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, like I said, it's it's one of those situations where it's very possible that she could have, but also when when they say things like the doctor like uh, diagnosed her with postpartum depression, that usually means that the doctor isn't helping her and but the nope.
0: doctor goes by what she says and she's like well you know
1: yeah but there's not a there's not a, a doctor out there that like if they say okay like because obviously you can't take a test for depression like i have depression anxiety i got put on medication that was the first that was the the, the first thing that happened that same day when it was determined like look you are having kind of a breakdown right now and like you know, we get so you got so I got help, and like so she's got to be getting help if she got diagnosed as having postpartum depression. She's got to be on some of that medication or something like that, you know, or or talk, and She talks to therapists all the time, which is what which is what baffles me about it. Which is why I think that like yeah, there's problems to
0: life coaches. Well, I don't think therapists.
1: She well, the same thing. She talks to people, and that and that's where to me it's like she's clearly embellishing how bad it is right because like like i said if 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 a doc if she saw a doctor and the doctor said you have postpartum depression the next thing out of the doctor's mouth is let's get you on on some some medication and then she should be getting better and (laughs) the way like her, her being like, oh, I, I like broke down and cried. Like every fucking pregnant woman or every woman that has just given birth, like has those moments. That's just part of life. It doesn't but mean so you have postpartum depression. Just said
0: last week, that she, that she doesn't cry. Mm-hmm. She doesn't cry for anything. See, that's where I'm like, well, that's where I'm like calling bullshit on her because. She says she doesn't cry. She doesn't...
1: Well, we've also seen her cry a shit ton on the show, so we know that that's just factually incorrect. It's
0: probably fucking fake. It gets ratings. Yeah. Yeah. The producer tells them to do stuff. So how much of it really is is real? How much of it is BS? You know what I mean?
1: Well, did you ever get the sense on the podcast that she was depressed? No. No. All through the pregnancy. Never. Every episode after that, no. There was never a time... What we see, what we're seeing on the show here, doesn't line up with what we see on the podcast, which happens quite often.
0: No, which is why I'm like, I don't think she ever had. Which is why I don't ever think she had postpartum depression. Yeah. Because of what we heard on the podcast and what we're seeing on the show, because it doesn't, it never reflected that way.
1: Right, and also, if she claims that she she told Artem that she had depression earlier, like. It seems like this whole, like not talking to him about how bad it is and stuff for that. It it seems like at that, that 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 isn't real. That it's like well you you told him and like so he did nothing. Like no, I doubt that. You I know? find it
0: hard to believe that he did nothing. Right. I mean, come on. It showed that you know three yeah. told him that one thing and he was like, I'll quit the show. Yeah. End of story. You know? Yeah. You tell me you tell me to quit and I'll, and I will.
1: Yeah. Um, so JJ says he's not on Bree's side of this and walks away. Um, and he well, for, before he walks away, he says that if if, if Nikki went to Brian, Bree would be pissed, which is true. Like, yeah. you know. Uh, JJ says you can't force mom to move. You can't take over someone's relationship. And uh, and he says you need to apologize. And this is where, like I said again, where it's like there's non-verbal ways that you can ask for help, and Nikki does that a lot. And whether she means to or not, when she acts so fucking helpless, like, people are going to want to help her, and they're going to, like, force their way in to help her, because she's not being real with them. You know? Like... People are going to be like, well, it's a cry for help when she's sitting there and being like, I'm so depressed, I'm so depressed, I'm so depressed. That to me is like, okay, well, then you need help, and I'm here to help you. And you're refusing my help, but that's sometimes what happens with people who have depression is they refuse help. So I'm going to force my way in now. Oh, now you're mad at me because I forced my way in to help you. So is it, was it that bad? Or are you just like overreacting to your own shit, and now you're sitting there like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like, why are they fucking forcing their way in, you know? Which I feel like that's what it is, is she kept saying to to Bree, like, oh, I've got postpartum depression, oh, I'm so fucking... And everyone was like, well, go talk to Artem, talk to Artem, talk to Artem. And the, the whole time she's like, well, I am fucking already talked to him, and it's not that bad. So then when fucking Bree then turns around and tells him, like, oh, she's been lying to you, it's really fucking bad, even though it's not, then yeah, she's going to get upset because now all of a sudden, like, her bullshit got fucking pointed out as like she's over exaggerating all this shit and telling him like everything's fine it's like well when I'm sure everything was fine because clearly if you're fucking going around slapping each other's titties and fucking making your brother drink breast milk and stuff like that you're not that fucking bad off and you have a nanny like like I said you barely see the fucking kids in this episode they're in the beginning and then they're gone Mm -hmm. JJ heads over to Nikki's place to talk with her about Bree not much to really say about it other than he just says like yeah you know she, she's coming from a good place but yeah that was kind of shitty so Nikki and Bree talk they apologize to each other yeah and at this point I'm like hmm so they're having this whole conversation I wonder if Nikki has bothered to tell Artem that you know She's not slitting her wrists, and everything's fine. Oh no, she didn't because Artem arrives home. <laughs> That's right. It's like, oh, there you go.
0: Artem comes to Napa.
1: Yeah, he comes over to Napa, and she's like, "You didn't quit, did you?" And he's like, "No, I didn't. I took a day off.
0: Not like, what are you what are you doing here? You didn't quit, did you?"
1: Yeah, And that was the thing. It was like, well, if you had talked with him because and I feel like she probably left him on red. Because yeah. like he texts that and then she just like fucking doesn't. It doesn't seem like there's a time in this whole thing with, like her and Briar talking and stuff like that. That she just turns around and, and calls him to like, look like yeah I've been I've been laying it on a little thick with my sister and stuff like that. She she you know everything is fine. No, she's just like I guess I'll just let him keep thinking that I'm gonna. She's, he's gonna come home to see me and the baby dead. I guess, <laughs> like yeah. So. They have a talk about Nikki's depression. Um, And Nikki says, it's hard for men to understand postpartum depression. Postpartum depression is still depression. It is brought on by changes in in, in the body. So it is typically temporary. Whereas, like the depression that Daniel Bryan has, or that I have, or that most of our hosts have, is a more permanent issue. So for her to turn around and say that men have a hard time understanding it is a complete fucking slap in the face to what Daniel Bryan has had to go through, what a ton of men have had to go through, and it it continues to be the reason why men have such a hard time talking about their feelings like that, is because... You have women like this that are being like well I mean your depression's not as as bad as like when I had postpartum depression for two months after the baby you know and that's what that to me it was just like what a fucking asshole it's like you the producers didn't feel that they needed to cut that out that that might have been a statement that was maybe a little bit of a fucking assholish thing to say to, to people like Daniel Bryan's not gonna look at that and be like oh apparently my depression's not as bad as hers oh good okay like it's not a competition, bitch. Like
0: everything is a competition. Ah, well. Everything uh, she has is worse than yours than what you have.
1: And again, it's like it's like what what it's hard what is hard for for people to understand about about post-war depression. Like, no. Anybody who has depression completely understands that like even though everything is great and you should be happy, you're not. Like it doesn't matter that it's brought on because of the hormonal changes in your body after giving birth because it's still depression. It's still something that a lot of us have to deal with on a daily fucking basis. So I fully understand if she was going through part of postpartum depression, what she was going through.
0: Right.
1: But again, for her to just throw that out there, just like, well, you're already making it so that like Artem can't help you. Cause you
0: people hate you.
1: Yeah. Not you, you Troy. I Not know. you. People hate me for other reasons. Um, but for her to say that to him in his face, it's just like, oh, so you, now you have totally made it where, like, you have set the stage that he cannot understand what you're going through. So how can he help you? How can he help you? Because now you've just told him, well, you're a man. You don't understand what I'm going through. Like, I'm sorry, bitch. Did we not just show how much, like, he was going through depression with, <laughs> when he fucking lost his job? Yeah. Like, yeah, clearly he knows.
0: Oh, but hey, it's not the same thing. Yeah. It's not. It's not right. the same thing. It's not.
1: It's not. She talks about seeing Artem so happy when he's doing the show and how it makes her mad. Again, we've talked about this. Like When Nikki went out there and had to fucking perform as a wrestler and stuff like that, I'm sure there were times that she was unhappy and had to appear happy. That is what Artem is doing. He's acting. He's supposed to be big, fake, fucking smile plastered on your face like the Joker hits you with some fucking dust. Like, yeah. But of course, it's uh, oh, he's so happy. Like, you are talking to him. Like, you, you actually talk to him and you're getting the real him when you talk to him on the phone and stuff like that. What you're seeing on the TV is not the real him. No. she questions if Artem would be better off with someone else yeah probably, probably. <laughs> Artem's like bitch I'm happy because our son was just born like it, it just so happened to come at the same time he got the job back but he's happy because he's got a a marginally attractive woman that is going to marry him He's got a, got a kid now. Like, he, it makes everyone else around him happy. Like, of course he's got to be fucking happy.
0: The guy went from being a lonely dancer to having mm-hmm. a family.
1: Right. Well, I wouldn't say lonely dancer. I mean, he was engaged before, but whatever. Uh, well, he was, but,
0: but, you know, he's got Nikki, yeah. he's got Bree, he's got Brian, he's got, you know, her, a whole family. His family's all in Russia. Right. You know, yeah. like he has this, this new family and they love him and they accept him. And, and who wouldn't want that, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And they probably like him better than they like her. Yeah. Hell, I like him better than I like her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There are times I feel sorry for him. There are the times where I'm just like, yeah, you kind of got yourself into it. I mean, you, you, you really can't choose who you love, but you know, um, it, it, you know it is what it is she let him come inside i, and I don't or
0: something. Get, i still don't get it
1: i don't no there there are times like i mean daniel and Bree, like there are times you can see they have kind of you know like similar um like comedic style you know like like they have a similar sense of humor with each other and there there, there are times that you can see that they kind of share things there are the times where you're just like what the fuck are you doing with them and you know we discussed it too um with like Edge and Beth Phoenix yeah like those two people you don't look at and be like well for one you're like well he was banging Lita like Beth Phoenix doesn't seem like his type but then you get things like like an Ember making jokes about dicks and balls and like Calling, calling her Amber Poon and you're just like oh you have the, the exact same sense of humor with with each other it's like that's what it is you know that, those are those kind of moments you're like that makes a lot of sense but yeah Artem and Nikki I don't understand it either but hey you know Yeah. yeah. Nikki says she'll never keep things from Artem again why? yeah why sure lies? yeah sure Sure. It right. She
0: probably did it the very next
1: day. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure she was doing it at that moment. I think uh,
0: you're
1: right. Birdie's doing yoga with Bree and Byrne. I was, I was at least happy with this that they were showing the the yoga instructor's face and she was laughing because of, that this could have very well been like a. Like, you brought me out here to do fucking yoga and your kid is fucking up my whole class. So it was nice that they yeah. actually showed her. She's just like, yeah, this is funny. Because Birdie wants to do a unicorn pose. <laughs>
0: did, did you do the unicorn pose?
1: No, I did not.
0: You, you should do that with your girls.
1: Yeah, I'll get right on that. She does show them how to do it. Uh, and they try to do it, too. And everyone laughs. Uh, like,
0: Brian is so patient with her. Yeah. But, but Brayman, I think she wants to, like, like drown her in a
1: bathtub. There are there are definitely times where you feel like she she wants a Stepford kid. She wants yeah. like the the quiet kid that'll just kinda sit in the car. Like like you feel like if
0: Like Bertie's she, eating dirt.
1: Well, yeah, that's the next thing is like he he's like, Oh, I'm leaving tomorrow to return to work, are you gonna be okay? And she's like, Bertie, don't eat dirt. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah Bree says she'll not pressure anyone to move to Napa Valley well until next season
0: yeah
1: yeah <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And, well that's because she's gonna move to else next year
1: oh yeah that's true yeah she'll be back she'll move to fucking Canada eventually and just be like come to Canada with me eh yeah
0: exactly
1: we cut to four weeks later and Brian with his new haircut uh, is back and they're yes I don't like it you don't like it no it's uh, it's different no. Um
0: I don't I'm not
1: feeling it. Well, this Just thought that, I'd point that out. It it's because it's this hair's not long enough. If his hair was longer because it's also not short enough either. Like the 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 completely shaved on the sides and and back thing like works if you have long hair, you know, like down to your shoulders or like that. That that look works or butter or if it's really fucking short on top. But the fact that it's like the halfway in between where you're just like eh yeah yeah no yeah Uh, they are setting up a little party to celebrate Artem winning Dancing with the Stars I mean he didn't win his partner did but you know because it's it's not called Dancing with the Dancers although that's exactly what he did (laughs) Uh, but Nikki announces that they are getting married on November of
0: 2021 yay so guess
1: what Troy what's that like our podcast is going to have another season. Yeah, yeah, because they're, uh, and, and they'll, they talk about it a bit in the, in the podcast themselves oh, yes. it, itself, but yeah. Um, so the other thing, too, is they apparently think COVID's going to be done at that time, because that was one of the things they said, was oh, we set it for November because we want everyone to be able to be there, and like our picture's not to have masks and stuff like that. And It's like, well. hmm.
0: I guess they're curing COVID, aren't they?
1: I guess so. I guess that's that's uh, that's that's what we know. Everyone's going to be vaccinated by then, and we'll be fine.
0: Put that on the list of things that the Bellers are going to do this year.
1: They're going to beat COVID. That takes us to our podcast episode. The tots you, open up. Yes.
0: Did you go to AdoreMe.com, Troy?
1: I did not. Uh, they had a bunch new uh, or new and returning ads i didn't care enough to look at any of them um yeah there was adorme.com there was something to do with gnc gnc was one of them yeah i don't know you had uh monday not? monday that was call. back yeah yeah i didn't look at any of them the tots open up some hidden valley ranch um <laughs>
0: like some good hidden valley ranch yeah <laughs>
1: Uh, and they talk about the fact that it was such a shame that they had to bring their kids along with them for Sister Sunday.
0: They were stuck with their kids on Sister Sunday.
1: Oh, mm, good gosh. Um, I they hate d- it
0: when I'm stuck with my kid. How about you?
1: hmm Yeah, you know it. I, I have was the coolest
0: kid on the planet. I love hanging out with my kid.
1: My uh, my three-year-old, because I was I was home early from from work today, like I said, for to beat the weather. She proceeded to come walking up to me, get onto her hands and knees, lick me like a dog. Oh! And then she bit my fingernail and <laughs> ripped the top part of it off. Oh no! It, now it was it, it was the part that you can remove and not get hurt or everything. You know, like my fingernails are long enough for that, but. That was apparently hilarious to her. Like <laughs> that's that was my eventually. Now also, like you know, like I said, she's three, so it's, it's fucking funny. But she also has has now taken um, to having like some personal responsibility for things, because apparently today um, she got some hot cocoa, and uh, she spilled a little bit on on the carpet, and apparently went right up to my wife and said uh please don't be mad at me and my wife was like what happened she's like i spilled some some she's like i'm not mad at you I'm, i'm happy you told me you know so when i got home she was like i want to tell you i'm sorry and i'm like sorry for what she's like i spilled Cocoa. and I'm like oh that's fine you're good like you know so it was she started to do some of that so no I don't I, I love my kids I love hanging out with my kids you know oh
0: my god my son would like put a shoe or something on top of it he <laughs> wouldn't even tell me
1: <laughs> yeah I mean there those were definitely times that you know both of my kids have done it but like I said now we're starting to get a little bit more of the like you know uh and and it's because Whenever presented with these opportunities, that's what, what we do. Is we don't ever like scold them for having accidents. We praise them for telling us, like, like thank you for apologizing. Mm-hmm. It, what we understand is that you didn't do it on purpose. You know, if you did it on purpose, we'd have a problem. She <laughs> didn't. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, my windows are going to get blown off here. The wind is picking up.
0: Uh-uh. Um. I keep that shit there. Oh gosh, mm-hmm. I
1: guess it's. It's Wisconsin, and this is actually like the, the the first real bad snowfall we've had all winter, So, and it's February, so go figure.
0: We don't want your shit, Troy.
1: Yeah, oh, it's blowing pretty hard. Uh, they discuss calling the bastard Mat- Matato.
0: And they thought it was hilarious.
1: Yeah, they thought this was the fucking funniest thing, and now apparently that is his nickname, is Matato.
0: So stupid.
1: Yeah. Uh, they discuss getting shit-faced... here's the thing i i have never been publicly drunk i do my drinking at home um and even that i have been drunk maybe four times in my life now i drink you know to relax i don't drink to get drunk because that's not fun um but I've never been, yeah, you can call me a loser, that's fine. But I've, <laughs> I've never been, I've never been one, like, mind you, um, growing up, like, my grandfather owned a bar. So I was in bars when I was, like, eight, nine, you know? So, and, you know, I've just kind of grown up around alcohol and stuff like that. Now, for me, you know, because I grew up around so many people that drank and because I had to watch my brother in a hospital bed because he twice got into a drunk driving accident it made it where I was like personally look I ain't gonna fucking do that I ain't gonna if if, if I'm gonna drink I'm not gonna get behind the wheel of a car if I'm gonna you know and if I'm gonna drink I'm just gonna drink at home cause you know like there's been only a few times that I have been like out at like my parents house or, or something like that where I've drunk, and it's only been like yeah I'll have a drink cause I'm here but, and I know I'm not going to leave for another, like, four or five hours, you know? Just my own thing. I don't shame people for... Like, I shame people if you're getting fucking shit-faced drunk and driving. I don't shame people if they have a drink or two and get behind the wheel. I, I would assume people would know their own limits. I would hope so. Uh, and I just don't push my own thing on it. But, yeah, for, for me, it's always been that way. It was just like, you know what? Like, I, I'd rather just not even bother to take the chance, you know? So... The, yeah, the, see,
0: I never get shit-faced and drive. It's always... I always have my designated driver. Mm-hmm. Usually it's Jason.
1: Yeah, nice. So so here's the thing. Like, so these two... And I know they had a driver with them, which is good. But two 36-year-old mothers getting day drunk and acting like assholes is sad. Yeah, it's it is. sad to me. They think it's fucking great and hilarious. To me... Yeah,
0: during the day.
1: Yeah, to me that just looked so fucking sad that they were so shit-faced at fucking noon that like i would look and i would just fucking shake my head at them and i'd be like you're pathetic they were they looked pathetic the way that they were acting and shit like that it's just like you're 36 like get a fucking life or 37 i think at this point too right somewhere around there they're old they're as old as me like get a fucking life dude like you both have kids like if you want to want to go to each other's house and fucking get drunk and you know like i'm sure they've got spare cribs in in both of their houses so that the way they can sleep over each other's house do that that's fine you want to fucking put the kids down get drunk go fucking for it dude go wild with it Yeah. yeah but to to get go to go to some fucking place get drunk and then drive around fucking have someone drive you around town stopping at random places like it's just it's just pathetic Yeah. Yeah. So, I noticed that suddenly now they are one of the first shows that started filming during the pandemic. They're not the show that started filming during the pandemic.
0: That's because we called them out on their bullshit.
1: Right. And we know they listen.
0: We do. Stop, bitches! (sighs) Uh,
1: They bitch about the heat in Phoenix uh, and about Nikki wanting to be naked all the time. And I just have...
0: Why did they move to Napa?
1: Yep. I just have to say thank fucking Satan that the season's over.
0: Oh, thank God, right?
1: Yeah. Seriously. But then they question how much longer that they have it in them to do Total Bellas. Now, to me, maybe maybe it's just my cynical nature, but when they say something like that, to me, and with the fact that ratings continue to fall, that felt like, to me, them setting up for, like, if we get canceled... We'll just claim that like we didn't. We just wanted to stop making the show. Yeah. Didn't it kind of be like that? Because they're like, well, next season we'll do like the wedding, and it's like, okay, so it sounds like you got renewed, but you don't yeah. know. you But but after that, you're up in the air. That doesn't sound like it's you. Like maybe you don't want to do the show. That sounds like that's the E Network yeah. is like, well, we'll do the wedding because yeah. And
0: they're like, oh, well, maybe season eight we'll do the WWE comeback.
1: Which again, like Nikki hasn't yeah. been cleared, Bree hasn't like, been cleared. Yeah. No. You're yeah. no.
0: like you're not good enough for that.
1: Also, like, and again, I don't, I don't want to make it seem like this is me being mean, but you gotta get in shape for a WWE comeback. Mm-hmm. And if, if, as they continue to say, like how much, how fucking obese they are, like you you actually have to, like, get back in shape for it. Because nowadays, like, the women are so much better than they ever have been before and so much stronger, stuff like that, and you're expected to do so many more moves. Yeah. Like, yeah, you kind of have to get back out of shape to do this. So we'll see. Yeah. Sabree wants Nikki to tell us a story. Apparently... Nikki and Artem got into an argument. Or they didn't. Depending on or, on their
0: She was being a cunt.
1: Yeah, she was either being a cunt or they got into an argument. Nikki says they weren't they weren't getting into argument, they were just having they were just snipping at each other. Uh, and apparently Nikki queefed during a photo shoot. That was the story.
0: So stupid. Like this like, this throw the fuck up.
1: Oh my god. And then she's like, I don't like the word fart. It's gross. Like, oh my god. I
0: tuted. I tooted.
1: Like that's that's better. Like that's like you you sound like a fucking child saying that. Nikki bitches about news outlets saying she and Artem are in couples therapy. I wonder how that info got to them. Oh mm. Caitlin's podcast where she said that they're in couples therapy. <laughs> now Nikki tries to gaslight us by saying that apparently tone means something different to different people. Because she talks about like I did she she said on 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 the podcast she doesn't she doesn't like the tone that Artem takes with her sometimes. Now, of course people were like, Oh, like he like disrespects you or or what? But apparently no, it's that he The the tone in the way that she says it is like, oh, he's not expressing himself like he's supposed to be. Like, okay, that's a different thing. (laughs) Like, what you said doesn't mean she doesn't.
0: She takes his tone the wrong way.
1: Yeah, but she
0: thinks he's being an asshole, but he's not.
1: Yeah, but it's just that. Okay, well, maybe if you bothered to figure out how your partner communicates, you wouldn't have that problem. Yeah so they have done three sessions in life coaching it's not therapy guys it's not therapy we just did three sessions in life coaching just to be better people
0: and better parent
1: right and you know what it's broughten us together right good god what a fucking idiot she has she has a high school diploma does she though i think so
0: (laughs) have you ever seen it (laughs)
1: Bree says she was so excited for this season because nobody has seen Nikki's depression before this episode first you can't see depression (laughs) alright like second like if you're saying like nobody has seen her depression before this episode isn't that kind of odd that it only propped up in one episode of the show
0: seriously (laughs) the only thing that I really saw her upset about was being tired, having to take care of her child, and her genes not fitting right. Like, right. seriously, those are the only things that I saw her truly upset about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nikki's tip for dealing with depression is to talk to your loved ones.
0: Is it, though? <laughs> Which loved ones, though? Just your sister?
1: I just, I'm, I'm so happy that she let that one air out there for a little bit. Because <laughs> we just had an entire episode where she refused to talk to her loved one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Bree is challenging herself to read more. She is reading The Magic of the Mask, which is apparently. Like
0: the a Magic of the Mask? Like face mask?
1: No, actually. So the magic of the mask is apparently a very shitty book about a terrible actress named Louise Ashby, who was in a car accident and got one million dollars worth of plastic surgery done. Oh. So now, I have a review for you, because I looked into this chick a little bit. This Louise Ashby. She's an Australian woman. She was a, like a wannabe actress I want to say and the whole thing about the book is like oh my face got like incredibly fucked up but then I got a bunch of plastic surgery and fixed it so it's not like if you would see any pictures of her she looks almost identical to how she did before the accident but like the whole book is like how she's like overcoming like that she had this whole thing happen to her so she
0: was fucked up she had an accident she was still fucked up but you'd blame the accident because she her face was still jacked up.
1: All right, so here here is the review for you, all right? Sure. Thank you, forgettable forgettable memoir for helping me get past the guilt and understand why I felt so put off by this vampirically egotistical book. Mm-hmm. Ordinary as well as humility is key here. That is wi- that of which is what drew me. In, into Central Park Jogger I don't know what that is I think it's a different book Patricia Mellie never to never toots her own horn despite significant and, and exceptional achievements in her professional life okay so it's a different book that apparently is like the same kind of like self-help stuff yet Ashby opens up the book with I have an attractively symmetrical face oh this emotional masturbation is all about using technology to refuse to grow past her own superficial, self-involved, and honestly unpromising career when the accident would otherwise force her to be more than a mask. It's about suing... F- go ahead, Emotional go
0: ahead. masturbation?
1: You never heard that term before? No. Oh, it's a great term.
0: That is a great term. I'm going to have to start using that in my everyday life.
1: hmm <clears throat> It's about suing for millions to badger and even emotionally blackmail doctors despite all odds and realities to bring another mask or to build another mask. That is something she actually did. Hence, her refusal to learn to do anything other than act to support herself. This is not growth, evident in even her father's pulling away when he can't fulfill her endless and insatiable needs for validation and look at me, look at me attention. Well, many believe this egotism is why people get into acting anyways, as well as his clear discomfort and irritation uh, with her prompts to, or with, with her prompts to make him talk even more about her for the book. If trials shock and disappointments catch us off balance to show us who we really are, then her, her, essence, her, sorry, then her essence and potential proves small and stunted indeed. I suppose I shouldn't even dignify discussing this dust jacket. I don't mean to be cruel, but if I didn't know her mother had died, even when she talks about it, about this, it's about her mother not giving her enough attention and support, I would wonder if said mother had written the blurb. I'd never heard of Louise Ashby, and I'm an angliophile. One of the most beautiful women. <laughs> In drama, that's an impossible order. Even someone like Angelina Jolie, who defies all anatomical odds and looks like a C.J. fantasy, can joke about being a funny moppet. Again, Ashley looks fairly ordinary. A word for which is like water to the wicked witch... Before and after the accident, an ordinary healthy girl in a street you wouldn't pick out of a crowd or a member. Something which, in a memoir of this nature, should be an extraordinary asset, not anathema. This guy is way smarter than me. Hey, Louise, humility is what makes you strong, exceptional, and for the superficial like you, beautiful. Speaking of being obsessed with looks... Oh, sorry, that's that's me now. Okay, yeah. So it's sorry right. that that was that next that was that was my next mod. So yeah, so that's the book she's reading, <laughs> all about this chick.
0: Oh.
1: Um. If you would like to take a look at this chick, you can Google her, and I'm going to show, um, my buddy over here exactly what she looks like. Okay.
0: Is this before or after the accident?
1: So, um, this first one is going to be um, before the accident. And then, I'm trying to find one after the accident. Okay. So I got one there. Let me see that one here. So again, like I said, it it, it it makes total sense that this chick would be reading this fucking book because, yeah, this chick is terrible. Okay, so this is before the accident. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. This is after the accident.
0: Shit's worse after. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, her face got fucked up, right? But. Yeah, like... None of these pictures look like someone who is, like... Yeah, like, she's not, like...
0: She looks like a regular person.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, she looks like a regular person. Yeah,
0: she's not, like...
1: Yeah. Yeah. So... (sighs) That's the thing, is, like... So then if you, like, take a look at... uh, um, like the movie she's been in like that. And again, I don't know enough about her or like that to really say about it, but it's it sounds like she was not a very good person. Um and continues to like, yeah. So in nineteen ninety two um she was that was when she had her car crash. Right? her first movie role or, or acting gig was in 1998. She got roles after the accident. She never had any roles before the accident.
0: Okay.
1: So, but again, so she had, um, a, a one-off appearance in a TV show in 98, uh, an uncredited appearance in 98 in a movie as Showgirl She was U nurse number one in Party of Five in the episode titled The Baby in 1998. And then she was secretary in The Facade in 1999. And then she was in 2018. Which is a huge, long fucking time in between movies. She was Anya Eastman in The Scenic Route. That is the last movie she has done. She's got five credits. Apparently, oh, apparently she starred in this movie. Oh. Uh, Which doesn't have any ratings on IMDb. Ooh, that's probably not good, right? (laughs) No. It's a thriller Uh, on a thirty thousand dollar budget.
0: That went straight to video.
1: Yes, it was a thirty thousand dollar budget. That was the only movie role that she had that she had she had a name to her. But she wrote a book. <laughs> and she now works for a nonprofit Facing Forward Foundation, which provides free or low-cost surgeries for disfigured children. Which is good. But you might be wondering: well, how did somebody who hasn't had any roles got one million dollars worth of surgeries to reconstruct her face? She sued everybody. <laughs> she sued doctors. She sued. The people that she was in a car accident with she sued everybody and got it paid for that way
0: how did she sue doctors did she say that they fucked up her face
1: um let me see um me, uh, it's, it's
0: like I could see that the people from the accident if they caused the accident
1: yeah um it's it's hard to see because she's fucking worthless like nobody knows who the fuck she is but yeah apparently that that was that was at least what I was able to find was that like I didn't see a lot of the, the case details it was just that like yeah apparently she sued a bunch of people um uh, then I'm sure she had a couple of, like, pro bono stuff, too, because you have to fix my face. Otherwise, you know. God, um, yeah, it's fucking hard to... <laughs> like I said, she's a nobody, so...
0: Well, back then, too, I'm sure information is harder to find from then.
1: Right, yeah, because it's 1992. And it's Australia, too. Yeah. Anyways okay yep so as i was trying to say before speaking of being obsessed with looks the cunts bitch out looking or bitch about looking like shit nikki claims she has saggy skin around her belly you know if there was only something you could do about that oh right you could work out because you have a home gym you could i'm sure they'll just get tummy tucks instead Probably. Like so, after bitching about having to actually try to lose weight, they move on to talking about TikTok instead. Yep. Yep. Uh, Ashley calls in to get advice on moving. Now, Ashley, because I know you're listening, you do realize that these two people pay people to come into their house and box up their shit and move. And they will pay for their family to move with them. And they will badger them until they move. <laughs>
0: Well, that's pretty much what they told Ashley to do with her family.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, Ashley, move to Texas, have your family visit in Texas, send them back to cold, snowy New England, and they'll be like, why don't we just stay in Texas?
1: Mm hmm. If you're going to ask somebody advice on you wanting to move across country, don't ask these two who just pick up, pack up, and leave. Don't take advice from these idiots, right?
0: I'm pretty sure I wrote the exact same thing. You're asking the wrong people, sister.
1: <laughs> yeah. Bree says, go for it. You can always move back. No, you can't. If you are a normal person working probably paycheck to paycheck or or, or making under 75000 a year, you can't just move back. okay? Because if you sell your home and you buy a new one, you can't just then turn around and sell that second one and move back and try to find another house. That's a ton of money to blow on a whim. Like, when you're yep. rich, when you're rich, you can do dumb shit like that. Mm-hmm. But you are also assuming that your your first house is going to sell quickly and that you're not going to still be making mortgage payments on that house while you're moving into your other one. Not to mention the cost that it takes to move across fucking country.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, then, uh, then you can uh, then, while that house is still on the market, then you're going to then try to sell this other one. Like, yeah, you might be able to move back, but let's say that first one sold. Now you've got another house sitting on the market,
0: mm-hmm.
1: while you're looking for another house to buy. No, normal people can't do shit like that.
0: Can't be playing two mortgages.
1: No, no, you, three possibly. <laughs> yeah it's, it's ridiculous that like again like don't take advice from these people they're not real they're not real people okay they're not normal people they're not real people alright like if you want to take advice from them on like how to get into the wrestling business or something like that perfect question to ask them don't ask them about things like how do you stay on a budget they don't fucking know a budget <laughs> stupid asses I fucking tell you alright Let's do this shit. Let's
0: do it. Come on! I can go twice as high. Let's get it on. Take a look. In a book. My I can go anywhere. Suck
1: my dick. Alright. I think we're out this part. If not, whatever. We got married in a rush, in part because they really wanted it for Total Divas. Since our relationship had been documented there, we thought it seemed seemed fair. Plus, Brian is a pushover. (laughs) If we had to do it over, I think we would have tried to stretch it out. So it wasn't all a blur. Brian had his title match in WrestleMania 30, a massive, massive moment in his career. Then we were married the following Friday. We also closed on our first house. It was a lot, probably too much. But it's also hard to want anything to be different when it was amazing, despite the condensed timeline. Maybe that, maybe it's that Nicole and I were raised in a farming family. Mm, come on, and Seriously? they were, and we were always around animals. But I've always felt most comfortable in nature, and I've always had a deep kinship with N- Native American cultures—not her own Hispanic culture, of course. Native American cultures. When gen- embrace,
0: embrace the culture.
1: Mm-hmm. When genetic testing came along, I wasn't surprised to discover that we're actually part Native American. Everyone is part Native American. You fucking idiot. That's what happened. Everyone fucking immigrated over here, or, or the the first people came over, were raped and fucking pillaged. The, the Native Americans and so Native American blood is in practically everyone and your ancestors came over and fucked somebody who had, whose ancestors had, fought, had had raped fucking Native Americans stuff like that. Everyone's got them. I've got some Native American blood in it. You've got some Native American blood in it. It's, everyone does. <laughs> and again, those genetic testing probably came back with like, oh, I'm one three thousandth percent fucking <laughs> uh, Native, Native American. American. Yes. Yeah. She so to
0: embrace it.
1: So am I, bitch. You don't see me fucking grabbing a bow and arrow. I grew up with a lot of, of love and respect for the land, and I always found places, shh, and I always found places like the most industrial parts of New Jersey to be really disturbing. Like, the <laughs> you like me, me telling nature to shut up right now? <laughs> like, I don't know if that's if the 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 microphone's gonna pick up the hellacious wind hitting my, my window or not, but. <laughs> Um but the land was being pillaged and denuded in a way that didn't seem just or sustainable.
0: It's New Jersey, of course it is.
1: Yeah. Look, what nobody they
0: do in New Jersey.
1: Like nobody likes New Jersey anyways. Like Right,
0: it's the part of America who cares.
1: Right. Like they're intentionally trying to to murder it and it just won't die. Like <laughs>
0: Right.
1: But Brian is a next level environmentalist. Give the guy a composting toilet, a gray water system, and the opportunity to live off the grid, and he's really happy. If I wouldn't vo- if I wouldn't vehemently object, he'd build an outhouse in our backyard, hook up a rain shower, and turn off, turn off our water. Brian and I are both vegetarians, which hasn't been a lifelong choice for me. I had tried it in my 20s, then pescatarian ultimately but now it's how we live and it feels right to me i don't think that she knows how to even spell that word
0: i bet you she never turned like vegan until she was with brian
1: not vegan vegetarian
0: vegetarian i'm sorry
1: which i has always kind of shocked me that he is not vegan that he's vegetarian because it would seem like, as like an uber-environmentalist, that he would go the full bore on Brian? that, but apparently not. Um, in theory, I'd love to become vegan, but I'm not quite ready to give up on the cheese plate. When Brian goes on the road, I pretty much live on wine, pickles, and cheese, and not the kind made from, made from cashews. Brian has taught me a lot about sustainability over the years and really pushed me to be better at what I believe in. So, I've, I've tried... So, we do a lot of, like, gluten-free in our house, um, because my my daughter has issues with too much gluten, um, and we do, like, sugar-free and a lot of shit and stuff like that. I have tried to go, like, the the non-dairy route, and my god, do you just, like, shit your pants on a lot of that stuff. Like, there are some things that I'm I'm willing to do, but, yeah... I, like I would never be able to go vegan because I like cheese too much, you know. Vegetarian. Come on, uh, Come on you grew up in Wisconsin, of course. Well, you like yeah, cheese. exactly. So. But no, like I said, some of those like, like I I had like a, uh, I had a gluten free, dairy free pizza once, like the Daya or whatever it is, and my God, was it just liquid shits for the next fucking two days on the thing? It was like, yeah, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> I assume eventually you get either get used to it or that's just like your new way of shitting from then on is just like your butt just pukes but <laughs> to me like I can't do that and, and until they figure out how how to extract the pants shitting element out of fake cheese I'm not going to do it Brian has taught me a lot about sustainability over the years that's a little bit too much information isn't it but that's fine totally. uh, <laughs> that and really yeah like eh, whatever we I know ta- we're
0: friends,
1: but... We talk about it a lot. It was years yeah, ago. Yeah, that,
0: that was a lot.
1: Yeah, that's fine. That's a lot. Everyone poops. I know. But that was a lot. Yeah. You'll get over it. Um, Brian has taught me a lot about sustainability over the years and really pushed me to be better at what I believe in. I love our environmentally friendly life and take a lot of pride in the fact that we're good role models and protectors of the Earth. They were riding around in an SUV for the entire episode.
0: Yes, they were.
1: So, how environmentally friendly are you?
0: Doesn't she have like a Lexus SUV?
1: Yes, he has a. He was driving. He has a smart car, but yeah, she definitely has like a fucking Lexus SUV. Yeah. Yeah. Totally environmentally friendly, uh, and the added pressure of all those eyes on us has probably made us double down on it too. It's funny because, in contrast, Nicole seems like she's consumed with superficial things. Mm, Yeah. Mm. But that's selling her short. No, it's not. Because she absolutely gets it. In fact, she has lost out on tons of money because of me. We've turned on a lot of deals from big fast food companies simply because I couldn't get comfortable with their factory farming practices. She never tries to strong-arm me into doing it. Though we did toy around with the idea that I could donate my share to the ASPCA, or Sierra Club, in in a subtle middle finger. And yet she didn't. And yet you didn't. Could have took a bunch of money, had to go someplace nice, but instead you're just like, nah, fuck it.
0: Yeah.
1: Instead she vows that she will never make me do something that goes against my beliefs. Brian always calls Nicole what he, he needs to do. Brian always calls Nicole when he needs gift advice from me, which I'm sure boils down to her advising him to go and buy me some shoes made out of recycled tires or a purse made of trash bags. Yeah, okay. She doesn't try to foist the stuff that she likes on me. That's definitely a word she's never used before. Even though even though she lives a five-star life, she's sacrificed a lot for me, and she never complains. She has always known who I am. I grew up lower middle class. No, you didn't. But Brian grew up really poor. He lives in constant fear of never having enough, even though we have plenty. We live as small as possible, both to limit our environmental footprint, but and also because enough is just perfectly enough. This is not written by her. No. We've literally seen her fucking like I I need to do this business, I need to do this business. I need like We've seen that she doesn't think that enough is enough. Like, yeah. My whole goal, I mean, but I guess if you control the narrative of your book, you can fucking lie about anything. Exactly. My only goal in life is to have a savings account that will cover us in case of emergencies so I don't have to wake up in the middle of the night stressed about making our mortgage. Again, complete lies. If that's your goal in life, you've already got that. Mm Mm-hmm. And if I can, I love to fly business class. I've been spoiled a bit in the last couple of years, though I spent a decade flying across the country for WB in the back of a plane. It's one big splurge that Brian and I agree on. This is not to say that I don't still sometimes fly coach, which I just did the other week when, with Birdie on my lap. We sat in the bitch seat in the back of the plane in the row of seats in front of the bathrooms. Whoa. Excuse us. Mm. follow that all up with. Right now, we have two homes. Oh. My husband will not give up on Washington State, and when I, I had Bertie, I felt acute, I felt acutely that I needed to be close to family in San Diego, and I needed a son. We made a compromise and built a house in Port Townsend, which is a cute town outside of Seattle. It's in the rain shadow, meaning it's not quite as wet. Then we found something to rent in California. I did finally convince him that we needed to give up his childhood home in Aberdeen. His mom was making more use of it than we were, and it still seemed like it, it belonged to her, and probably rightfully so. I didn't feel comfortable dismantling it in order to make it my own, So, since it clearly held a huge amount of sentimental value for him. He said I could change it, but I never felt like I could do anything other than add a throw pillow or two. After all, if Brian wanted to preserve something from childhood then he should keep it preserved i'm not sure why houses have never really meant anything to me i think it's because my own home growing up was never a fun place to be so i never grew attached yeah lower middle class i envy people who have one home with their family nearby in the same town You know. it's hard because brian's sister lives in pennsylvania my mom is in tampa my dad is in Mexico, my brother is in Phoenix, my sister is everywhere. What I wouldn't give to not ha- have to travel over the holidays, but just root down with somebody, all in the same place. So it will be in our next lives. Besides Aberdeen, the only other thing we've really fought about in our relationship is booze. Brian's dad is an alcoholic, which, has, which was debilitating for both him and, his, and the family. He walked out when Brian was young, leaving Brian's mom to struggle to make ends meet as a single mom. Brian did maintain a relationship with him during the times he was able to stay sober. Brian is rigid and rule-based, and at a very young age, he vowed to never again, never even test his his tendency for alcoholism. He has never had a sip of alcohol. He's never tried a drug. He's never had a drag of a cigarette. Didn't we watch him take ayahuasca? No. <laughs> <laughs> But he does. all natural. <laughs> yeah. But he does have the addiction gene. He has des- designated days to eat sweets because if left to his own devices, he'll stand over the sink and, s- and smash 10 cupcakes in under 10 minutes. Sugar is his drug. Me too, buddy. I on the other hand have trouble wrapping up a day without a glass of wine. Oh. It's
0: just the glass?
1: Yeah. Besides being being the signal to myself that it's time to unwind, it's the primary way that I socialize. I love to have a drink while watching the sunset. I love happy hour with friends, and when the occasion demands it, I love to get into full-on brie mode. When we were recording each other, it was tough to not be able to fall back on, on a typical drinks-at-the-bar fail-safe date. I mean, you are an alcoholic, so... While the idea of Brian being able to enjoy a drink with me is tempting, I'm relieved that he is so unrelenting about not even trying it. It was just frustrating at various points of our relationship when he expected me to be the same. In the early days, he treated me like a burgeoning alcoholic. Yeah, you are.
0: Kind of, yeah.
1: He used to be so judgmental. When I'd go to order a second drink, he'd stare at me from across the table. Don't go old big bug eyes on me. I'd yell. I wouldn't... I wouldn't back down or let him cow me into limiting my drinking, because I know I didn't have a problem with booze. Okay. I mean, first <laughs> first, first, step to recovery is admitting you have a problem, and so we <laughs> haven't got there yet. <laughs> I knew that if I were to give in to, to his, pleasure, his pressure, it'd be over. I refused to be policed by my husband. To me, that doesn't sound like a relationship. That sounds like jail. I've always been the loud party girl. Nicole and I were the ones on the bus during the WWE European tours singing and drinking wine and DJing with Santino. Brian thought we were those really annoying Bella Twins, but it was fun and those trips were always the most bonding. Nowadays, people are more inclined to drive, uh, dive into their iPads, but at that time, those bus trips were the best. Brian has always known that, know that that's how I like to roll. I'm the type of girl who likes to get drunk and do interpretive dances. Ultimately, I had to have a big talk with him and remind him that I'm not his father. If I don't feel like having a drink, I can certainly abstain. I'm perfectly capable of having a dry January or cooling it when I feel like I've had enough. When I was pregnant with Bertie, he asked me not to drink even a sip of alcohol. I felt like I had to give that to him, even though most women, I know... Felt like they couldn't get through the third trimester without an occasional glass of wine.
0: Are you serious? I bet you she. I bet you she did, and he didn't know.
1: Yeah. Near the end, when she when she wouldn't come, and I was going days past my due date, my acupuncturist directed me to go home and have a glass of wine, but no dice.
0: I knew it. Fucking knew it.
1: Knew it. Well, she claims no, but we know how that goes. The addict gene isn't the only one Brian has to contend with. There's also a pretty terrible history of depression on his dad's side of the family. And Brian has struggled with it throughout his life. It's fine, it's not postpartum depression, so he'll get over it. Right, right. I definitely think that the concussions he suffered have amplified this tendency. Though to hear him tell it, he's always been Eeyore. He has struggled with crippling bouts of depression since he was a kid. He can feel them coming and just puts himself to bed until they pass. He understands all the while that it is a chemical imbalance and not a deeper statement about who he is. He has also learned ways of minimizing the attacks, typically through watching what he eats and exercising every morning. I think the other reason I'm de- dedicated to living well with our mean, well well within our means is that I don't want to the added pressure of being performers for the rest of our lives, particularly because it's not necessary necessarily possible. When Brian was forced to retire in 2016 because of issues with concussions, he was devastated. He'd known he couldn't wrestle forever and was prepared to leave at some point, but he wanted it to be on his own terms, not on doctor's orders. Because of this, he suffered from a mental breakdown, compounded by a debilitating depression. It was horrible to watch, and as Brian's wife and partner, it was scary too. When you're defined by one thing for decades, and it's no longer yours to own, you can lose your entire sense of self. Brian went back to WWE to be a general manager in the hopes that being around wrestling would be satisfying enough, but he always felt like going back without being able to get in the ring actually impeded him from getting over it and finding something else to do with his life. He had to watch from the sidelines as his, friend wrestled, as his friends wrestled when he wanted so much to join them. When forced into retirement, Brian spent an insane amount of energy getting cleared to return to the ring. He traveled across the United States meeting with doctors, all of whom believed that he was well enough to wrestle. His brain was not... irretrievably damaged. Again, not a word she knows how to spell. And his neck was sturdy enough. He broke it in 2014 on live TV. But ultimately, he was up to WWE. I have always told Brian that I will support him in whatever he wants to do. I'll never hold him back because I know that I would resist being held back myself. I firmly believe that nobody should have dominion over someone. We're all here to live our own lives. That said, Brian knows what could happen if he causes irretrievable brain damage through one more bad fall. It's just not worth it if any of the doctors think it's a risk he shouldn't take. I think trying something new could be amazing for Brian. He's a brilliant guy, passionate about the earth and the environment, intent on leaving it in a better place than when he found it. I would love to see him working outdoors, expressing his love for animals and the planet, putting his energy into something like watershed management or telling the world why everyone needs a composting toilet. All right. We're done.
0: <laughs> so what are your thoughts on, on Brian Leslie? Do you think he should be doing it?
1: Um, he's been fine, and he's already said that... Um, this is kind of his last run, so he is actually able to go out on his own. Um, there obviously are a lot of risks, but there are risks in anything you do. I mean, if if the guy turns around and he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be an investment banker now. I mean, he could slip on a fucking banana peel and crack his head open and die. So, you know. You
0: know, going to be honest, because every time he goes ass over tea kettle, I'm like, mm-hmm. crossing my fingers, you know, like, please, don't hurt yourself, bro
1: we have that same kind of thing right now with um with some of the people out there um you know edge just came back after being yeah, gone for you know it's a big one yeah and obviously his his stuff was you know like neck and spine related and christian now suddenly made his return and his, his issue was concussions too and it's like oh that worries me because yeah when when i was watching him in the rumble it was like he he went down, and I'm like, "Oh, he's dead." <laughs> so yeah, it was yeah. a it was a reason why when Paige made her little mini comeback, I was just like, mm, "Probably not." And then look what happened, you know? She got yeah, fucked up again, idea. and then like spiraled down into like serious fucking depression issues. And now she's better, but like well, it's
0: not even like so much from them; it's from like other people's carelessness. I mean, you see people like. Nia Jackson, the way she works and her fucking carelessness and throwing people around. I mean, you saw her watching the Rumble on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. She was a fucking disaster.
1: <laughs> well, she always is. I know. So yeah, I you know, and, and I worry too when you know, like uh, right now, the the big thing is over an AEW Sting is going to wrestle against like well, Sting was forced to retire for a reason. And he's yeah. also fucking 61. And it's like, I know that they're doing, like, a cinematic match, but it's like, he's probably still going to have to do something in that. And you yeah. can you can fuck, fuck your back up worse just by trying to, like, pick up a guy for a fucking body slam. Plus, like, you know he's going to have to, like, stinger splash somebody. So he's going to run and jump into somebody. Like, yeah, if he fucking hits them and his fucking head drills forward or something like that like internally dead decapitated and he's dead
0: like so. how like how is it worth it you know yeah like is it fucking worth it
1: right yeah I don't get it but yeah. you know that's why you know my passion is my family my passion is not my amen. job amen so you know and, amen brother and like you know I obviously I have a passion for for doing the podcasting gig and it's like that's it's not really something that's going to go away you know like if we lose all of our fans it would it would suck but it's like i mean technically i could still keep doing it just to nobody you know i mean it would suck because i love. I mean you that. know
0: we all listen to each other you know we still have yeah. each yeah
1: <laughs> yeah but i i'm i'm so happy with the the fan interaction that we do get um and yeah so big shout out to all you guys and yeah. yeah. Um awesome. but yeah, I think that, that uh, that'll just about do it for us here, so why don't you go ahead and send us on home?
0: Join us next week to find out what's up with these cuts. Bye
1: bye.
0: Bye bye.